Child's Question, 2014. During the final week of July in 67, the man and the boy were seated in the living room on a steamy evening. It was so hot that the usual raucous din of children playing on the city streets had fallen quiet. A thick blanket of silence had descended over 103rd Street. Even the subway into 104th Street station seemed far distant, muffled in the gray cloak of humidity. The boy had already applied the thick black salve to the man's war wounds. It draws the poison out, the man said. The salve was kept on the second shelf of the bathroom medicine cabinet, a small unlabeled white jar with a black top. Before the boy, a foster child, arrived, it was the foster mother who applied the black salve to the numerous sniper wounds in both legs. A few evenings each week, in his white briefs, the man laid on the carpet in front of the large RCA television. The sight of the dark leg wounds made the boy cry, as well as the reek of decay that came every summer when metal shards deep in the flesh expanded. The boy heard the muffled moans of the World War II veteran and came to understand the unseen world from those horrible wounds. Get the poison out. That evening, as the boy and man sat, a fan slowly turned in the heavy breeze that fell into the room. It was the time of summer when sunlight reflected from the opposing windows across the alley and passed through the curtains and fan, making it just a bit hotter. The wounded man sat in his favorite chair smoking a cigarette. It was too hot to watch his favorite westerns. The eight-year-old sat across from him, his fingertips stained with the gooey salve. As they sat, the boy stared into the fan shadow, slowly turning on the wall. The man quietly smoked, observing the boy, who seemed taken by the shadow. He extinguished the Marlboro under his callous thumb, looked over at the boy, still mesmerized by the shadow on the wall, what are you thinking? The boy diverted his gaze. Got a question? The man sighed. Yeah, always. The boy didn't answer right away. Then, as if in a trance, staring at the turning shadow, he asked, Where does all the evil come from? The man sat up, grabbed the Marlboro pack, and lighted another. All the while, his cold, dark eyes stared into the boy. Say again? The boy repeated it. Who told you to ask that? The shadow on the wall did, da. He snatched up his cigarettes and stood staring down at the boy. The boy was afraid, seeing something in the dark holes glaring. I only know this kid. There are some evil things in this world that need killing. The man turned for his bedroom, pausing at the door. He looked down at the boy disbelief in his eyes. Someone must have put that idea in your noggin. Little kids don't think that way. The door quietly closed. The boy sat a moment longer, swept into the turning shadow and the raw smell of salve and dark wounds. He rose and softly placed his fingertips on the shadow before returning to his room. With a curious George book and a flashlight, he slipped into the back of his closet. He sat, the book on his lap, 
fingers in his ears, and began to rhythmically rock. George was blasting off in the red and white rocket. The boy passed into the rocket ship, feeling the violent shaking deep in his bones as it thrusted upward against the welcoming sky. Immense heat and the bitter taste of fuel filled him as George broke free. The boy rocked, staring deep into the page, the scene, into the letters, the ink, drifting ever downward, inward, passing out of himself. This is how the boy learned to break free of 103rd Street, flying high above the city and all the wounds. <laughs>